Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Big one. Whew. I got splashed good in that one. Better turn the nose into the waves before I capsize or drop my mic in the ocean. Huh. That's better. Now, welcome back to Emma's Ultimate Guide to National Parks. Today, the Pacific Rim National Park in British Columbia. Quick, hop in. We've got a lot to explore. As you might have guessed from the background noise, I'm in a kayak, and I'm paddling around a really interesting part of the park. The Broken Group Islands. There are around a hundred islands in this group. And the scenery out here on the Pacific shore is absolutely stunning. It's nice to be on the water today. But yesterday, my day was even wilder. I hiked through a rainforest. Can you believe that? When we think of rainforests, we usually think of the tropics or... Maybe the world's biggest rainforest. The Amazon in South America? But here in British Columbia, there's a temperate rainforest that's every bit as stunning and ecologically important. It's called a temperate rainforest because of where we're located in the world, between the polar regions and the tropics. If a rainforest is close to the equator, like the Amazon, it's tropical. The rainforest here in Pacific Rim has all of the right ingredients that make a rainforest. A lot of precipitation, 120 inches of rain a year on average, and lots of trees, as well as other living things like uh, flowers, grasses, shrubs, and mosses. The animals that live in a temperate rainforest, they're a little bit different than those that live in a tropical rainforest. Up here, you see animals like bears, wolves, and deer. In the Amazon, you're more likely to see jaguars and monkeys. However, in both types of rainforest, you're sure to see uh, lots of birds. Just yesterday, I saw several bald eagles, and a couple of ravens, and even a sandhill crane. But the forest isn't the only place you'll find animals here at Pacific Rim National Park. You'll also find lots of wildlife in the water. From seals to whales, There's no shortage of wildlife in the ocean. Today, we're going to have a look and see if we can find the delightful sea otter. Sea otters haven't always had it so easy here in BC. In fact, in the early 1900s, the otters were hunted so extensively for their soft fur that their worldwide numbers dropped drastically and the sea otter was almost extinct. Thankfully, due to conservation efforts, There are now thousands of sea otters living happily by the British Columbia coast. 
Now, you've probably seen pictures of sea otters before. And if you have, you know that they are brown, furry, and absolutely, positively adorable. You guys, I am such a huge sea otter fan. Here are my three favorite things about sea otters. Number one, sea otters are furry, really furry. They actually have the densest fur of any mammal. Do you know why? It's because they're missing something that keeps most other marine mammals warm, blubber. Since sea otters lack this warm fat layer, they make up for it with a really, really thick coat of fur. Um, let's see, ooh, number two. Sea otters are smart. They are one of the few animals in the world that actually use tools. It's true. They use rocks to pry open shellfish shells to get at the tasty meat inside. And many sea otters actually keep a favorite rock tucked safely between their chest and forearm. Aww. And finally, and number three, sea otters don't need to leave the water. Like, ever. Sea otters are built for life on the waves. They can jump onto land to escape predators, but they don't ever need to leave their watery home. Not even to sleep. Hmm. But will we see any today? I sure hope so. I think I'll paddle closer to the land. Sea otters usually do live a bit closer to the shore. Oh, I hope we'll see some soon. <clears throat> While we're heading over there, why don't we play a little game? You remember when I said there are tons of sea animals that live in the waters here at Pacific Rim National Park? Well, it's time to figure out whether or not you can determine which of the following animals is a total, complete fake. Mm-hmm. It's time for... Spot the Fake. It's a fake. You're a fake. I'm a fake. Spot the Fake. Okay, Earth Rangers. Which of these ocean dwellers isn't a real? Are you ready? Here it is. Is it A, the wolf eel, B, the suspended sea snail, C, a nudibranch, or D, the Pacific spiny lump sucker? <laughs> Any guesses? I'll give you the options again. A, wolf eel, B, suspended sea snail, C, nudibranch, or D, Pacific spiny lump sucker? All right, time to guess. If you said suspended sea snail, you're right. <laughs> I totally made that up. All of those other creatures, strangely named though they might be, can be found in the Pacific Ocean waters near British Columbia. Let's learn a little bit about each. Now you might think a wolf eel would be fierce, but they're actually just very curious. When it comes to human divers, that is. But I have to admit, they can appear intimidating. These fish can grow to be over six feet long, so you're not likely to miss them. Wolf eels also have huge jaws and big teeth that help to crush the hard shells of the crustaceans they like eating. Yikes. A nudibranch is a really weird name for a sea slug. There are thousands of different species all over the world, and lots can be found in the waters near BC. Nudibranch can look thick or flat, long or short, bright or plain, and they range in size from a quarter inch all the way to over a foot long. The Pacific Spiny Lump Sucker sounds like it might be kind of, um, well, creepy, but it's not. It's a cute little fish 
about three inches long. Imagine, if you will, a golf ball with fins. This little fish isn't a great swimmer, so it often attaches itself to rocks with a fin that acts like a suction cup, located at the bottom of the fish. Honestly, the lumpsucker sounds almost as cute as the sea otters, but not quite. And how do I know? Because right ahead of me, I see a raft of sea otters. <laughs> I'm so happy I get to see some today. A raft is a group of resting sea otters. They usually wrap themselves up with seaweed to avoid being carried away by the waves. Oh, these otters are super cute. Now, I'm not going to get too close. They are still wild animals, no matter how adorable, and I don't want to disturb their rest. And I do have a pretty good view from right here, actually. If you've previously listened to episode 34 of the podcast, titled Sleek, Tubular, and Incredibly Adorable, you may remember me talking at length about a cousin of these aquatic mammals, the river otter. That got me thinking, how are they different and, well, who's the better otter? You know what? I think it's time for an ultimate showdown. Ultimate showdown. Ultimate showdown. Okay, three rounds of competition. The sea otter versus the river otter. Let's do this. Round one. Round one, size. Sea otters can weigh between 30 and 100 pounds. That's one heavy otter. River otters, however, are teeny. Females only weigh 10 to 20 pounds, and the males grow to a maximum size of 30 pounds. So the sea otter takes this round easily. Round two. Round two, swimming skills. As you probably guessed, both river otters and sea otters really enjoy swimming. But which one does it more or better? Well, sea otters are officially designated as a marine mammal. In fact, they are quite comfortable spending their entire lives in the water and never going onto land. The river otter, on the other hand, enjoys swimming but also spends time on land playing and resting, so this round goes to the sea otter. Round three. Round three, socialization. Both river otters and sea otters are playful creatures. River otters tend to live alone or with their pups, but they'll also join in with other otters to play. Sea otters, on the other hand, generally live together in male or female groups, and mamas live with their pups. Call this round a tie. So, after three rounds, it's clear that the sea otter is the overall winner. It's also the cutest otter in the whole world, but maybe I'm a little bit biased. Oh, okay. I think it's time to head back to shore. Although I love the ocean, I'm primarily a land dweller. Earth Rangers! <laughs> I think that Pacific Rim gets a huge thumbs up. Five out of five stars of the Earth Ranger Emma scale. Make sure to check the show notes page in the app for some extra insider tips on how to make the most of your trip here. For me, though, it's time to move on. Hmm, where should I go next? Uh, Acadia? Yellowstone? Sequoia? Hit me up with a comment in the show notes so that I can... Oh. I just got a voicemail. Weird. Like, who could that be? be from, and everyone knows that I'm supposed to be on vacation. I didn't even know I had service here. Hmm, that's a strange number. 595 area code? 
What's that? Paraguay? Let's check. Hello, Emma dear. I hear you're on the road, visiting national parks and pretending to relax. Well done. Since you're traveling about, I have a huge favor to ask of you. If you happen to be visiting Wapask National Park, you need to find an old friend of mine named Nellie Peters. She has something important to give you. You'll know what to do with it. Goodbye for now, my dear Emma. <gasps> Holy monkeys! It's from Adelia! As in Adelia Goodwin, the famous wildlife conservationist? My environmental hero? Possibly the coolest person I've ever met in my life? Huh. I didn't even know she had a phone. What did she say? Wapusk National Park? Well, that's in northern Canada on the lands traditionally used by the Cree, Dene, Inuit, and Red River Métis people. Well, I didn't have that on my shortlist, but why not? Maybe I'll even get to see some polar bears. Oof, I can't wait to find out what important thing this Nelly person has to give me. Are you ready for more adventures, listeners? Well then, tune in next time to Keep On Ranging! Earth Rangers! Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.